welcome back to season three of Content That Grows podcast. We are excited to kick this new season off and to get started today, I'm sitting down again with uh, 10 Speed Marketing Manager, Derek Flint. How's it going, Derek? Great. I'm super excited for this season. We're digging into a topic we get asked about all the time. Yes, yes. And the topic is content distribution and repurposing, uh, which I just made it less clean, I guess, by <laughs> throwing the and repurposing, but it is a huge part of it. So yes, this season, um, we're definitely going to be digging in a lot and covering you know, uh, some of the tactical aspects of content distribution, um, a little bit of like uh, you know, today we're going to cover why it, why it matters and, and some of the best practices, but also like who should be responsible for repurposing, um, how to measure some of those efforts. A lot of that stuff is what we're going to go through this week. So uh, as we you know, continue to work with clients from content marketing and SEO uh, to help you know, grow their company, we, we run into this a lot and see it as a big opportunity for companies to not only create good content, uh, and even optimize content that can rank, but really how to get the most of that. And so that's what we're really going to dig into. So, uh, you know, really to get started, I think one of the, the things to just sort of clear up in, in terms of like content distribution when we're talking about that is like what, you know, a lot of the different things you can do as a, as a B2B SaaS company to be uh, distributing content. So, um, I usually kind of rattle off like a quick short list, but we kind of want to be a little bit more detailed. So today, you know, getting started, um, like email uh, and, you know, so if you have a newsletter that goes out weekly or monthly or whatever it might be, uh, that's a great place to make sure you're including some of your best content. Um, but you also you know, potentially are a company that has thousands, if not tens or hundreds of thousands of, of people in your database that have been, you know, past free trials that didn't convert or past leads or whatever it might be, uh, really could have quite a few people there uh, to be able to email in that too. So that's a big one to start. Um, social channels, obviously, so you know, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, even potentially uh, something in like Reddit and Quora, if you have some ways to share it uh, in some relevant conversations or threads there, I think it's also really important. Um, there's like other people's channels, so it's easy to kind of get focused on like what you're doing specifically and what you own, but there are also ways to have uh, either partnerships or um, promotion or, you know, kind of cross promotion, co-marketing type of stuff with other people's um, newsletters or getting called out in their social or Twitter threads or whatever it might be, um, a number of, of ways you can do that. Uh, fourth is um, outreach from the sales team. So, you know, we talk sometimes about how the content can also be uh, sales enablement, but really, um, if you're creating great content that's relevant to prospects, then uh, sales team uh, certainly can have the option to be emailing directly to people they're talking to. Hey, this is super. This just, our team just created this super relevant to what we just talked about on our call last week, or whatever it might be. Uh, and if your team is uh, one that texts uh, prospects, then that's also an option as well. Uh, and then the last two, you know, like private Slack communities, things like that, where there's. Um, definitely large groups of people like-minded that are gathered together. Uh, if you have ways to share content there, um, certainly awesome or someone doing it on your behalf. And then lastly, you know, for any sort of like video audio type of content, obviously YouTube podcast platforms, you know, making sure those are getting put out, uh, but really making sure that it's kind of um, to the full extent, you know, for this podcast, we published the full episode, the video episode on YouTube, uh, but we also publish clips uh, that we've edited into. So, 
we end up having multiple videos that we're uploading from just one one episode. So um, quite a few there, and I'm sure there's even more that you know for your particular business you may have some that that come through. But um, when we talk about content distribution, it is not just like I said, optimize the content and then use organic search as your only distribution. Um, there are a number of ways that you can get that content to be uh, in front of people and consumed by people in native platforms uh, and wherever it's most relevant to them. Yeah, I, uh, I think that that last point you just made is is interesting for like an agency like ours or anyone who's doing SEO in-house as well, which is like, I, we forget sometimes that SEO in and of itself actually is utilizing a distribution channel, which is the search yep. engine. Yep. Um, and I think that that tends to lead even like whether it's our, our own clients or people invested in that channel, they tend to set it and forget it a lot. So the reason I think for emphasizing distribution so heavily in large part is just to remind like this doesn't have to sit here and be for this one channel find the other parts that align with your content messaging that align with your messaging and the community you're invested in on any of yeah. these other distribution channels and feel free to use it yeah and i think another important thing to kind of circle back on is i was just saying a moment ago when i went through the list that there you may be able to leverage other people's audience. And so I think as you're kind of thinking through your distribution strategy and what you want to do uh, with content distribution, it's important to take this variable and understand, you know, which of these are gonna get me in front of uh, a new audience potentially, whether that's like social or someone else's audience in co-marketing uh, or in a Slack community, and which of those are going to just continue to kind of like stay in front of my own audience like your email database or if it's if it's your private community in slack that they're in that may be yours your audience but i think that's important to think about is like how those two relate because if you're very heavy just on your own audience then you're not really increasing your reach but also if you're the opposite then you may be ignoring kind of a, a captive audience that you have already uh, available there so i think that's another thing to, to think about when you're kind of planning that distribution strategy yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So with that, I would love to just kind of like shift gears a little bit and maybe just kind of jump into like some of the, the biggest benefits that companies are seeing when they're distributing content. Because as you said before, it's something that comes up a lot with our clients and companies we talk to. And so we're certainly a you know, front row seat to a lot of this. So I uh, would love to have you kind of just share a little bit about what we're seeing with some of the clients and the results there. Yeah. So the the First and kind of easiest thing I think to talk about is is just the increase in visibility for the brand um, and for that content. Obviously, you distribute your podcast on LinkedIn or a clip on LinkedIn and your, your logo is there. Uh, a lot of times you've distributed that on your own. So your own personal brand is also growing in conjunction with that. Um, and then you get to see that kind of come back if you're running sort of a demand gen, demand capture type strategy we see it even in our own sales calls where someone will come in and mention hey we've been watching the podcast we love it yeah. um, that's what brought us in they compare us to other people's podcasts it makes us feel good but it also lets us know that it's working yeah. um i think for a lot of people it, it doesn't have to be the primary goal but a huge benefit of distribution and distributing well is that you are likely seeing increased traffic back to the website because you're distributing 
content, um, whether it's, you know, to go, you know, view the product or it's to view the entire podcast on its own, um, or they want the long form version of the piece of content you created and took the messaging out of. Um, and then from that, or maybe in conjunction with that, that usually means an increase in revenue or conversions of some type. Um, it could be any type of conversion, obviously signups to demos to signing up to be a part of the newsletter. Um, I think the other part of distribution that gets, it's just as important, but it gets a little bit away from bringing traffic back, um, is when you distribute, you get to, you know, say how smart you are, how clever you are, show off how to, how to do things and educate people. Um, but you also get to bother them less by letting them stay on the platform that they're on, um, delivering full value right there. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's a huge win in, in terms of like how people perceive you or perceive the company. Um, they feel less sold to. We, I just got off a call this morning with one of our clients who, um, mentioned that like that distribution and, and I, we hear other agencies say this all the time on their social media platforms as well, which is it, it has the potential to shorten sales cycles. We've seen that with some of our clients where getting that content out in front of them helped either the sales team shorten it, or it just naturally created a shorter process because they saw what they needed to. Yep. Um, uh, I quickly jumped into some of our clients' analytics just to kind of get an idea of like those high level benefits around traffic back to website and also revenue. Um, and I'll break them down by their industry, which is um, the B2B SaaS company I grabbed had a 12.5% traffic back to website based on distributing their SEO focused content. And they saw plus 38% revenue associated with that content. Um, and that means if the, it's plus 38 in addition to what they saw via SEO. Right. Uh, yeah. So you're talking about all channels. Yeah. Just organic. Yeah. Exactly. And so when we hop down and we see, you know, a, a direct to consumer SaaS company, um, they saw a 160% traffic back to website that kind of speaks to like how much of their community is off and ready to be distributed to and our fans and they're ready to jump back into the website because they trust them. Um, and a plus 101% revenue associated with that same content that was originally designed for search engine optimization. Yep. And then, uh, huge. yeah, it's, that's crazy. I think we both know who that is. And then, um, uh, D to C ecom, uh, plus nine percent traffic back to the website from distribution, and plus one hundred and twenty-two percent revenue associated. Um, yep. These numbers kind of fluctuate, and there's there's a lot more story and context to be told to some of them. Obviously, when you see twelve percent traffic back or nine percent traffic back, we're also talking about websites that regularly or routinely see, you know, thirty thousand to close to a hundred thousand visits per month. So the that percent shrinks down. But I don't think there's any CEO or C-suite executive that would like balk at whether or not you should be distributing based on those numbers. T totally, yeah. I mean, it's it's also like two things come to mind. One is, yeah, whether you're looking at the traffic or the revenue, um, 
like like if someone let's say a CEO comes to you and says, you know, we did we need to do forty percent more revenue in whatever you know next quarter or whatever the like time period may be. I think a lot of people could kind of like spin their wheels and like, well, we're already doing, you know, content and SEO, and I don't know if we can grow forty percent from that. Uh, and then you start looking at other channels or paid or whatever, and like, this is this is a huge point of proof that I think there's uh, so much untapped potential for a lot of companies because they aren't doing distribution. And honestly, I could argue that probably every single one of these isn't doing nearly as much distribution as they could be. Um, so this is not even probably like fully tapped out. This isn't someone who has this massive machine of distribution or, you know, a huge team or anything. It's just, they're doing some and then they're seeing these kind of results. Um, yeah, I think that's really big. And the other thing I was going to say, when you mentioned like shortening sales cycles is I think that's a topic that's been discussed a fair amount is that, um, you know, is it, uh, is it that they like they're actually shortening the sales cycle, or it's just that they have become they spent more time before they engage with you. They spent more time learning uh, and like um, building trust in you, and, and uh, like beginning to trust you more and that kind of stuff. That when they do finally engage, uh, it's shorter. And so I think there's, um, I think that's that's a huge point in this. You know, is like when you have that content that's going out, people are seeing you, you're building that brand, building that trust and they come in. Um, you've already, you've already shortcut a lot of what you, that trust that you would try to build in the sales process, uh, and makes that much, much easier. So huge, huge point of leverage there too, that is probably much, much harder for most marketers to measure, measure and, and really like definitively say, well, whatever, like the buying cycle just improved by, 10 or like shortened by 10% because of content. That's kind of a tough thing to attribute, but, um, but I think that's, that's a huge part of it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's kind of the most exciting part. Um, <laughs> when we yeah. were talking about it, we were definitely like, we were both kind of surprised. I mean, it's obviously like an intention. It's something you want to see, but when you jump into that with someone and you realize <laughs> that the sales cycle has been shortened, it sort of is, is just like more proof, more more fuel for the fire like we should be creating more content it gets yeah. those other teams excited about distributing it like all of a sudden your sales team is sort of like oh interesting um same yeah. with customer support and retention topics yep totally um great i, I think n like the next place to sort of take this is probably to talk about you know what are some of the some of the major or just common mistakes that a lot of companies kind of trip over they make these mistakes when they're distributing their content yeah i think there's there's a there's a lot uh so we probably can't hit everything but like um you know one of the the big ones that we talk about a fair amount and i think others do too is like we are we are years past the days when you would just write a blog post you know go on social and be like here's this new blog post here's the link go check it out um you know, so that is like much, much harder to get people to actually go do that uh, at this point. I mean, it, it is possible, but um, I think the the big aspect, the benefit there is really like taking the insights out of, you know, blog post or a piece of content uh, and making that available on social. So um, just posting the link, not a great idea. Um, I think 
the similarly like automation was a big thing for a while like oh cool i can publish this and it'll automatically post to um uh like social accounts and uh and i can call it good like i'm i'm there i'm building an audience i'm building awareness whatever but it's just like it's not nearly as effective and similarly with with social is um uh, you like there are tools uh, that allow you to uh, post the same social content basically to all of the networks that you choose um, but cross posting without like tailoring it to the the network and just like each network kind of has its own feel and like the way people talk and write and uh, and so if you're not like tailoring it to that then it can make some or all of those posts feel very off uh and, and unnatural within the platform and therefore just less effective because it's just odd for the people encountering it um and then i think like um the other one i would just mention or two more would just be like um like you can't just distribute stuff and just sort of be like constantly pushing stuff out without also like engaging or being human or interacting in some way uh with people in channels and so some of them you know email for example it's definitely much more of like i'm sending this and you're receiving it but uh certainly within the social platforms i think it's important to be just active and engaging wherever you're you're distributing um and then lastly i think it's important to have um clear ways for people to come back um and learn more about your company or or follow you or subscribe to a newsletter or listen to a full episode of a podcast or whatever it might be. Uh, so just making sure you have some thought around that I think is necessary. And, and when people are not doing that, that's definitely one of the, the big mistakes as well. What do you, what do you, what comes to mind for you? I think um, I've lived out. And so for me, it's usually the automated versus manual um, yeah. distribution and the cross-posting without modification just from first-hand experience, which is, yeah. I think when you're, if it's the simple act of like working a muscle, I think it's fine to like automate some things, right? You're, you're sort of just like, I just want to be more consistently here. And like, this is the thing that's, that's going to do that. Yeah. I just think it, it, if you lean on it too much, right, you're the person screaming into the void who's never interacting with the comment section um, or maybe your next post doesn't lead off of the comments you're seeing. Um, yeah, yeah. If you go way far out there, you may even like miss kind of overall what's happening in your industry as it steers. Like marketing's always steering right now. It's like everything's demand gen. And if you miss that, you sort of, it can be, sort of odd for the people who are engaging with you because you're a participant in all things marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then cross posting there was, I had a while where at the beginning of this year, I was literally, it was just my way of making sure I was getting on both Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, I was more heavy into Twitter and verbatim. I was posting the same thing on both accounts and it was it, almost comedic in the sense of like, how dramatic how something was crafted and positioned it would perform on one and never the other yeah it was like everything 
that would perform really well on LinkedIn just wasn't punchy enough for Twitter or it wasn't like delivering this sort of like list thread style thing. Um, I also think like LinkedIn posts can be like a little wordy and, and like stream of consciousness uh, to where like a Twitter thread, uh, not that many people are actually that they're moving fast on Twitter. So they, unless they really care about you, they're, they want, they want the payoff. Yeah, and, uh, I, yeah, totally. And I, I, as much as I dislike when people post a screenshot of their tweet on LinkedIn, um, I would say that in some ways it feels slightly better than just taking the content and posting it verbatim. Because at least it's like, here's the content, but then I'm adding additional context around it with the text uh, on this post along yeah. with the image. So yeah, um, I think it can be again, a great prompt. Don't for love sure. it. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's not, don't, it's, don't love it. yeah. it's low energy, which is kind yeah. of a, like, maybe we could add that to the list of mistakes made, which is thinking that like distribution and repurposing is sort of low energy. It's definitely a means of efficiency um, that, that can't be taken for granted, but it's still, it's only going to succeed if you're not just doing everything low energy. Yeah, totally. And I, yeah, I think that it's a matter of how you look at it too. Cause like it's low energy in the sense that, it's much easier to keep creating more um, social posts or, or ways to distribute an existing, whatever it might be, blog post or podcast episode or whatever. Um, it's much more low energy to do more distribution on content that already exists than to go create another good, high quality piece of content um, in most cases. So from that perspective, it's low energy. But to your point, if you treat everything distribution as like I just got to get this task off my plate and I, I want to make it as quick and easy as possible. Um, then yes, I think you're missing out on what you could, could do if you actually put in the time and effort to, to do it well. For sure. Yeah. I mean, we joke about it, but like even our own LinkedIn our time spent on LinkedIn is like a point of contention, right? Where it's like, okay, (laughs) well, how long does it take you to do that? And then, you know, a really great, I mean, a really solid LinkedIn post can take 45 minutes to an hour, mm-hmm. right? But you can't do it every day, or maybe you can, maybe you've figured out how to do that, or you spend your own free time doing that, but yeah, it's something to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, I mean, even that, like in terms of the repurposing side of it, like I know that it is also very effective to reuse with little or potentially no, probably just little bit of modification. So like something you posted on LinkedIn four or five months ago, you can definitely post again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even that, if you think about it from that perspective, um, 45 minutes, but you post it twice or maybe three times, that starts to divide that time down a bit more versus I purely put 45 minutes in for one post it came and went and that's it. So, um, yeah, so I think there, there's a lot to it, but, but yeah, I think with, with anything you certainly can become pretty obsessive making TikTok videos. You could sit there and try to edit it down for, for hours, you know, or taking multiple, multiple takes on something or you just do it and be done with it in like five minutes. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, 
Super interesting. But I think, you know, with, you know, kind of coming off the mistakes, then I, you know, I think we should probably do the flip side and, and talk a little bit about like the best practices and um, would kind of love to start and just kind of hear what you feel is most valuable um, within the best practices for companies to understand. Yeah, I think the, when I think about best practices for distribution, the first thing that comes to mind is be distributing regularly. Um, I originally had it written down as like always be distributing, but I, I think, I think it's important to like factor, like not, you may not distribute every piece of content a million times. Um, some kind con- you may be producing too much content to be able to distribute all of it. Um, if you're, you know, running a certain SEO strategy at a certain clip, you know, there's only so many days and LinkedIn really only wants you to post once or twice. So I, I think regularly be distributing on the channels that make sense, um, where you've got an audience. I think what you distribute matters. So, you know, distribute the like valuable how to stuff, the things that people really want to engage with and learn from, yeah. um, based on where they're at. I think, uh, a major focus and best practice is when you're originally creating a distribution plan, it should align with your content marketing strategy as a whole. Uh, and what I mean by that is you, you've probably set goals for certain parts of your content program. So for example, if, if your podcast does a really great job at generating leads for you, then I think, you know, plan to distribute more of the kind of yeah. ratio or percentage of podcast clips so that you know more people are seeing that it tends to speak to the audience you want it to um, and it, it drives the overall goal. Um, yep. We lightly touched on this already, but I think whether you include a link in your distribution, if it's on social or wherever, or you don't, um, I think just have some intentionality about choosing to sometimes do it and sometimes don't. Um, yep. Just kind of set up the your audience to expect that you're not always going to be asking something from them. Like you said earlier, you could distribute that same post in four or five months. They probably won't remember. And then that time you'll include the link. Um, I think there, this maybe contradicts something I said a little bit earlier, but not entirely, which is, um, I had a, a back and forth with someone on LinkedIn who, you know, was pointing out like there's certain content we build that I don't want to distribute or like, do I really want uh, SEO how to content to be distributed? It doesn't really speak to the expert in the room. It's kind of high level, but it serves an organic traffic purpose or something. Um, But I still sort of stick by if you wouldn't distribute it, why did you create it? Um, Yep. Which is it. There are way there are reasons to justify how to content. But also, there better be a section within that how-to content that any level of person approaching that article can learn from. Um, even at like if it's like, what is an ICP, right? Is is your article? Well, great. I bet you've got a section in there, you know, about where what tools they can use, etc. That it's going to be valuable to anyone. Yeah. Um, I think in general, if you're, if you're a small team, you ought to be distributing and repurposing because it, 
allows you to kind of look like a much more proficient, larger team yep. um, because you're able to get creative with all these efficient modes of essentially saying the same thing with different hooks, different metrics, different, you know, opinions and tones that um, can appeal to a lot of people. Um, and then I think this is a, a big hurdle for a lot of companies, but it's getting your, your teammates or your company and all of the people, uh, involved in creating that content to be so excited about that content that they're also sharing it, um, and active. And even if they're not sharing it, just like active on the distribution channel, like, I don't know, five people today told me that metadata bought a company <laughs> because right they like are all there and sharing their content and sharing the um their podcast or webinars etc um, so i think anytime you can get your team involved that's a huge best practice and win in the distribution model yeah yeah i i, I agree and especially on that last one you know i think the evolution of things um if you look at like twitter from like 2010 to 2020, um, I think there was a lot more desire and interest from people to like actually follow brands and like even interact with brands uh, on social and, and like have more of those conversations. And I think, um, I don't know if it's the pandemic timing or, or something else or just a natural shift over time or or what, but I do feel as though it's definitely much, much more heavily now that people like want to interact with people and definitely on LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn never really had quite the traction of like following a company page the way people would follow a company <laughs> Twitter handle. But um, both is I mean, both are true. Like, I think it's just like there's a person here and this person's vouching for it. It's not just like you know, this outsourced social media team running a company account somewhere it's just sort of like hitting quotas or whatever. And it's like, these are real people at the company, you know, vouching for this, putting their name behind it, like all that kind of stuff and totally willing to engage or react or uh, discuss in comments and that kind of stuff. So, um, so I do, I do think that's a, a big one and certainly I think a, a shift that's still ongoing, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think overall it's a, it's a great list of the best practices. And I totally agree with like, if you wouldn't distribute it, why would you even create it? I mean, I think that's that's really key. Um, and I think we're a little bit past that now. Like the at the world of SEO for a while, I think had this like, it's totally cool to just create this crappy content that's like just totally optimized for search. But like, we're gonna kind of put it off on this part of our website that like, like most people on the site won't necessarily find it but search engines will and it'll rank and it'll do well. Um, but we don't like, we wouldn't share it. Like, I think, I think we're past that in the SEO space. Uh, but then, you know, again, from a content marketing, uh, point of view, I think you should always question if there's something you're wanting to create that, but you wouldn't distribute it. Like you're it, like, why then? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, it's I, a lot there. I think an example of that is, um, we've been running like an ABM light strategy, I guess is what I would call it. Right. Where we're, yeah. we're looking for, you know, accounts and clients and companies and, um, being new 
or newer to that space um, and kind of best practices and, and things of that nature. Like I would love to be able to Google a, like what is ABM, you know, what's a great strategy for this and like find an answer that means something. Yeah. And it's completely possible within SEO. It's just like how you frame it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyways, that's kind of a rant. It's my two cents on that part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think that's good. And the other thing I wanted to circle back on was you mentioned, um, distribution strategy aligning with the goals. And I think that's really important because like, yeah, at the beginning, I kind of gave that list of like different ways you can distribute. And like, if our message is you should definitely be distributing content, you you modified your always be distributing into like consistently be distributing. That does not mean, you know, write a blog post and then you like, you have to like put it everywhere you possibly can every single time. Um, because if you if your goals are free trials or like signups or pipeline or even just like pure revenue, uh, closed one revenue, then you should definitely be thinking about distribution differently than if your goals are more awareness focused or, you know, engagement or like some of those higher in the funnel type of metrics. So, uh, I do that. that's a really important thing is understanding, um, what your goals are, how they align. And then ideally, if you know there are things that are good for the overall brand and for the company distribution wise, and they don't align with your goals that you're giving, then ideally you can be having those conversations and saying, well, you know, what about this? Like I'm being incentivized here, but like we want to do this too, because it's just the right thing to do and, and good for the company. So, um, can hopefully lead to some good conversations around goals and, and alignment there too. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Cool. Uh, anything else you want to add on this topic before we wrap up? No, I mean, I think we, we, we covered a pretty decent at the, at this sort of like high level stage. I'm, I'm excited to see all the conversations around specific other distribution topics. Yes, me too. Um, cool. I don't think I have anything else to add either. So we'll, uh, save anything else for future episodes. Um, so yeah, thanks so much for listening. Um, definitely check out 10 speed.io slash podcasts. We have, um, all of the interview episodes we did in season one, uh, available on there as well as, uh, all of the episodes from season two, where we kind of went through all the elements of sort of building that, that content, um, program for a SaaS company. So, uh, definitely check that out. And then you can also sign up there to be notified uh, when new episodes drop, or you can follow us on Spotify, uh, subscribe on Apple, any of the, the podcast platforms you use. So thanks so much for that. And we will see you next time.